amazing. Do I feel lucky? Well, do you, Bunk? Good morning, Vietnam! I love the smell of red pump in the morning. You're gonna need a bigger boat. I feel the need. The need for speed. I wish I knew how to quit you. Love means never having to say you're sorry. You do! You'll shoot your eye out, kid. Happy Monday, moviegoers. Welcome to episode 237. Welcome to The Big Lebowski. And welcome to the Cinnamon Movie Podcast. I am your host, Juan. And I'm joined by the dudes. Craig. Yo, yo. Zach. What's up? Uh, It is the middle of March already, guys. Can you guys believe that already? We're just like... (sighs) less than two weeks away from from april you know and then you have the whole uh, april f- showers bring may flowers some shit like that like are you guys ready summertime is right around the corner summertime blockbusters uh big blockbuster movie movies are right around the corner uh it's it's almost here but as far as the weekend goes how's everybody's weekend gone zach went pretty good uh basically stayed at home all weekend but it was laid back chill it was nice Laid back, chill. You know, sometimes you need those laid back and chill weekends. But how do you guys feel whenever it's like 90 degrees outside or 80 degrees, but you still want to have a chill weekend and not go outside? It's tough, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, having, are you talking about having good weather? Yeah, you have good weather, yeah. but you don't feel like doing anything. You just want to stay in. Yeah, yep. no, it, it was that way, what, two weeks ago? And then it's been cold and I've been like, I want to go outside. <laughs> so, Hopefully it'll get consistent and I can have those days where I can pick and choose. Craig, what about you? Did you have a good weekend? Yeah. Um, went to a birthday party. Um, my sister had her baby. Um, nice. I have not got up to see them as they're they're in Enid at the Air Force Base. Um, Man, your and, sister uh, had a baby. Yeah, dude. That's insane. <laughs> yeah, boy, she waited bro. longer than me too. It's a boy. His name is Lil, Lil Bennett. Lil Bennett. Dude's feet. So, like on the sheet, you have the sheet, and it's like place. You know, you place their feet here. It went from the bottom up to the wording at the top, like where it finished. So, she, like, so she had you. No, this dude's <laughs> feet is going to be bigger than mine. He, oh, yeah, he no. got he got duck feet, little paddles. <laughs> Well, uh, that's that's insane, especially knowing how long I've I've known you that your little sister just had a baby. Congratulations, you know. Uh, I'm sure we're we're, we're all uh, excited. The other the bottom two don't know her, but at least a big congratulations for me. Uh, happy, healthy baby. As long as as long yeah. as you know that's that's all that matters. And speaking of dudes, we're joined by another dude. We're joined by a dudette, Edward. How are you? How are you, Walter? I mean, <coughs> yeah. Ooh. This whole episode, Ed, this whole episode, Ed's going to be known as Walter. Just, yeah, just go ahead and deal with it, Ed. You were John Goodman in that movie. <laughs> Over the line. We all, we all agree. We all agree. <laughs> we, we we were all texting. Ed, Ed, is this Ed? Every time John Goodman was on screen, I was like, that's exactly what Ed would say. Like, yep, every single, the way, the mannerisms and everything. Shut the hell up, Donnie. Shut <laughs> the hell up, Zach. Yeah. Just, I'm if kidding. Guys, if you guys kidding. did not know what we're talking about, that's what we're talking about today. The Big Lebowski, 25th anniversary this month. Um, 
Ed finally got to talk about Princess Brides. Uh, he also finally got to talk about Donnie Darko. The Big Lebowski is not my favorite movie, but it's one of my favorite Jeff Bridges movie. And I've, you know, I think how many of you only Ed has seen this movie, right? No, nope. was, this was is my this first time. First time for Craig too, right? Yeah. First okay, time. that's what it was. Uh, I've been trying to get it on for a while. We finally got to talk about it. We're talking about it today. A look back last week, guys. If you did not catch last week's episode, go back and listen. It was fun. We were joined by special guest Franco. We talked Scream 6, which is uh, now the highest uh, grossing Scream film of all time. So go back and listen to it. Uh, You can check us out on the social media as well. Facebook.com forward slash the Cinnamon Movie Podcast. The Instagram is all one word, Cinnamon Movie Podcast. And then the Twitter is at Cinnamon405. Emails. Keep sending in those emails. We're going to have a girthy email section in just two weeks. Top five plus five of 2023. It is... It is it is insane with how many emails Already are getting here. getting sent in um, as far as their best of 2022 uh, movies. I'm excited to see you guys' top 10 list, to be honest with you. Because tw- for, we'll talk about it again in two weeks. But 2022 just felt weird to me. You either had big, giant box office movies that were good, or that was pretty much it. I feel like there was no in-between this year. Um, yeah, some solid streaming movies. I don't know yeah. about that. I, I I had a hard time finding some good streaming movies, but but we'll we'll, we'll talk about it for sure in a few weeks. Um, speaking of stuff that we've watched, guys, let's let's talk about some recent watches. Um, it's been a while since we've all four been together and talked some recent watches. So um, Ed, we'll start with you. Uh, I mean Walter, we'll start <clears throat> with you. I'm just messing with you. What uh what are some recent watches you've uh, gotten to do so far? Um, man, yeah, I, I got to watch that one, uh, The Big Lebowski. Uh, I've been doing still South Park, uh, still on that binge. Uh, I think we're on season 16 now. Uh, for no, sure I 15, I think 16. I thought you were on season 255, <clears throat> but yeah. Uh, there's 26. It's on its okay. 26 seasons right now. Uh, still been playing the old... You're ye old. I'm sorry. Uh, Hogwarts and. He's <laughs> step now. First off, you need one of these, you know. It's... But uh, that and then I. Got... I have one of those. <laughs> that don't work. It just lets in sun or closes it. That's all. But uh, Lumos. It's Lumos. Lumos or Knox, <laughs> or Knox, uh, and then WWE 2K23. So that's what I'm talking about. Is it good? Is it good? I mean, it's kind of Madden-ish now. You know, it's not too much different than 22. But whoa, I'm whoa, it whoa! It is. I said not. not too much it's, different. No, there's a big difference. Wait till that first patch update comes out. But yeah, there's a there's a big difference compared to 22 to 23. What would um, what would you say the differences are? Just you know, because you're you're okay. an extremely avid fan. I don't, think we have, I don't think we have a long a, a big. We don't have long enough. Two things. To, two things. You can add cut scenes, um, before, after a match, during a match, during universe mode. Um, 
and then universe mode is where it's at for me so there, there's a big difference for that one and then the other big difference is uh war games you can have yeah that one was match. cool um you know it's 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 a match that has been in the in the in the business for 30 plus years and it's yep. the first time making its debut inside of a video game so that's that's pretty cool um, that I'll, I'll, I guess I'll kick off my recent watches with that. Then I've been the same as well, playing some some WWE 2K23. Um, it's it's WrestleMania season, so I have been like keeping up and watching with a, a bunch of wrestling as well. Um, but as far as movies go, guys, I talked about it a little bit last week. I kind of lost my niche. I lost my uh, my my uh, mojo mojo to watch movies, and I've kind of I've kind of been slowly getting that back. Um, since last week's episode, I've watched White Man's Burden with John Travolta. If you guys haven't seen it, I, I recommend it. It's not as good as I once as I thought it was, but I still I still checked it. This is how you know I got my mojo back. In less than five days, I watched The Godfather Part One, Part Two, and Part Three, mm. uh, Coraline in 4K, and The Founder, and The Big Lebowski for today's episode. And then the movie I really want to spend some time on is uh, I watched Meet the Fockers yesterday too, The Whale. Oh, meet the, one. meet the whale. I mean, no, not meet the whale. Just meet the whale. <laughs> um, I watched the whale, and man, we're gonna talk about it in three weeks. Uh, and just save your I, thoughts. Save your I, thoughts. I'll save my thoughts. Um, but yeah, you know, Godfather one, two, and three. If I am ever in that slump, those are the three movies I I snag to get myself back in the mood. If that makes sense. Did you binge watch them or watch them just oh, one well, at a time? I, I watched them. Uh, I watched one on Tuesday, one on Wednesday, one on Thursday. There you go. And uh, it was uh, it was good. It, it felt it felt good to be back. Uh, Craig, what about you? What'd you check out? Anything? Um. So I have been uh, dabbing, da- dabbing, dabbing in. Uh, I got one of those pens too. Little dab pen. <laughs> um, Life changer. <laughs> Letter Kenny, um, just a little bit here and there, um, and then I've been I've been on the uh, the NHL grind. I, I got the a little chill. The club with uh, three or four people in there, and we've been playing sixes. We're in the club finals right now. Uh, been on the Naraka grind as well. Uh, it's a kind of uh, old age Japanese battle royale type game. Battle uh, royale. Battle roy battle royale. Now that's a movie. That we've, I've been talking. I said we need to do it. We're, we're going to do it in April. Let's fuck it. Let's do it. Um, and then just kind of other things here and there. Uh, Marsh Madness, uh, Sooner Softball. Man, um, about them horns, Daddy. The whole bracket situation is awesome to watch. Yeah, Marsh Madness <laughs> has really been. Uh, it's been solid so far. Um, I told Johnny I, I was able to catch all of day one and bits and pieces of of later days, but. Uh, it's it's been solid so far. I was like, Texas beat Colgate. I was like, if we lost to a fucking toothpaste team, <laughs> then it's time to hang it up. But they beat they beat Colgate, then they beat Penn State. I don't know who they play next, to be honest with you. Uh, I can tell you right here. But I know I got they're gonna they're going into the Sweet Sixteen, right? <laughs> they play is? Xavier. 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 Yeah. <laughs> so so first they had a toothpaste team. Now they got the fucking X Men. They got to worry about WWE. Oh my god! Uh, the Z- the Xavier Musketeers. Fuck! You, they're throwing the X Men and the Three Musketeers at us. <laughs> That's how you know they don't want Texas in the fucking Final Four. 
I, I actually have a fire bracket uh, so far. It's I'm at eighty eight percent picked right. We got Texas going final four. Uh, I got Texas in the final four. That's what I'm talking about. And I uh, have them. I have them losing to. I had them losing to Kansas. Ain't happening now. Which well, I, I, they they beat Kansas in the Big Twelve championship. So I was like, man, I really should go with Texas, but I just can't go with that fucking orange. Uh, Craig, you have anything else you want to recommend? Um, not not off the top of my head. Let's get on top of Zach. Zach, do you have anything you want to mention? Turn into a whole different episode. Um, no, just like I said last last couple weeks, I've just been going through my uh, top fifteen movies of the year, just see what's gonna one one through ten basically. Um, I did go see I did go see sixty five Adam Driver dinosaur movie. It was fine. Not oh. nothing to. That's what about, happens so. when Adam Driver does things that's not Oscar ish. <laughs> oh, I, I thought you were gonna say that wasn't Star Wars. It's like, uh, did you see the last two Star Wars movies? Or yeah, More. Uh, phenomenal. You know what? I'm, ha- I'm having such a hard time with this list. This is probably the most difficult list I've tried to put together since we've started this whole best of Which the list? year, the best of 2022. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it's it's this has been one of the the hardest ones I've tried to put together. It's it's going to be interesting to see where everybody's movies from twenty twenty two line up. Um, what else, Zach? Do you have anything else you want to recommend? Um, really, no, really, that's about it. Um, has, like I did said, anybody watching movies? Did anybody go see Shazam opening weekend? I tried to. I didn't have the time. Sa- same here, but I just don't have the want. Month. I yeah. I had the want early on. I don't have it right now. Maybe if I watch the first one again, I don't know. I don't know. Like like I said with the Black Adam episode, I just until James Gunn's movies really start coming to effect, I don't really see the. I just of these need another Batman. The Batman. Oh, we're we're, we're, Batman. We're, get, we're getting it. Um, but speaking of getting it, it's our favorite segment. It's the top five. This week, guys, the top five is back. We had a fun top five last week. Uh, Me and Zach did. This week, we're talking our top five Jeff Bridges movies. Um, he's a legendary actor. He's been in a different, all different kinds of movies. Um, so I think it's going to be fun talking about Jeff Bridges for a little bit. Does anybody have any honorable mentions before we get into number five? No. No. Uh, I'm um, going to say. Go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, uh, I'm going to say uh, Hell or High Water <clears throat> and um, K Pax. K Pax. Um, I'm going to run through mine right quick. Zach, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. Uh, Men Who Stare at Goats, Tron 2, Seabiscuit, and my official honorable mention, Iron Man. Man, Seabiscuit. Seabiscuit is an underrated movie. Seabiscuit is good. It, it, well, I say underrated. Didn't it win some awards? I know it was nominated. It, won, it was nominated for like seven awards. I don't know if it won anything. It came out like- during fucking... Chicago. Didn't Chicago like fucking win everything yes. that year? 
Oh, it, it, it got seven nominations and did win nothing. Thanks, Chicago. Sounds like Elvis. Um, my two honorable mentions are Bad Times at the El Royale, and my official honorable mention is Crazy Heart. Man. Um, well, Zach, that goes into my, we'll start off with my number five. My number five is going to be The Bad Times at the El Royale. El Royale. Um, that was a fun movie. Uh, I can't believe we even did an episode on it, like year one or year two. Um, yeah. But it was a kind of a fun conversation, fun little movie. Um, that's my number five. Yeah. Craig, number five for you? Uh, my number five, I'm following suit with you. Bad times at the casino, uh, El Royale. <laughs> uh, it, 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 it wasn't – the movie itself wasn't what I expected it to be. Um, but Jeff Bridges in that role that he was in, uh, he, he made the movie better. So that's my number yeah. five. Edward, number five for you. Uh, number five for me, I'm going to go ahead and go with The Seventh Son. Uh, personally liked uh, liked it. I mean, it's magic and all that good junk. So, the yay. Seventh Son of The Seventh Son. <laughs> junk. <laughs> but, that, you know, that movie gets a lot of flag, but I remember like having fun with that movie. Yeah, it, it is a fun movie. I mean, it's not going to be like an Oscar winner or something like that, but it can be a fun, you know, weekend Saturday night movie or whatever. There you go. I like it. Edward and Magic. <laughs> Always. Zach, number five? Uh, number five. I didn't know all you guys had an affinity for the movie. Number five is Seabiscuit. It's celebrating 20 years this year, believe it or not. Jesus. Um, really good film. I agree with you, Craig. It's underrated no one ever talks about it anymore it's you know a lot of movies about horse racing aren't really that fun but i remember it being really fun toby mcguire uh, elizabeth banks is in it um yeah i think jeff bridges plays like the owner of of sea biscuit and it's yeah it's it's a very good film i don't want to say it's underrated i want to say it's forgotten i think that's the better word i think it's forgotten yeah i would agree with that the seventh son of the seventh son um, number four for me. That Diggle Basketball. It's just reviewed the Seventh Son. <laughs> number four for me is going to be Crazy Heart. Um, he plays, you know, a country and western singer. And he, at the end of his rope, they say that he is. Um, but I think I believe if I'm my notes are correct, it's directed by Bradley Cooper. I think. Which one? The Seventh Son? No, cra- uh, Crazy <laughs> Crazy Heart. <laughs> No, I don't think I don't think it was directed by Bradley Cooper. Oh, Scott Cooper, my bad. Scott Cooper, <laughs> the Cooper, the Cooper brothers, those brothers, Scott Cooper. <coughs> but I remember this movie just being really emotional. <clears throat> and if you guys like movies like, uh, you know, um, there's some other movies about made-up fictional uh, musicians. Uh, like Rockstar with Mark Wahlberg, you know, it's pretty, pretty fun movies. Um, I remember watching this one when it first, first came out and uh, it's, you know, it's an hour and 52 minutes. It flies by Jeff Bridges. I thought, didn't he win best performance or he got nominated for best actor? No, he won best actor for that. Did he win? Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. It's a, it's a good movie and uh, I highly recommend it. Number four for me is Crazy Heart. Correct number four for you. Uh, number four for me is True Grit. Um, I think that role fits his uh, at at that age that he was when the movie came out. It fits him perfectly, being that kind of old, rugged, 
Western kind of guy. Um, so number four for me is True Grit. True Grit. The seventh son of the seventh son. Edward, number four for you. I'm going to ride Craig's coattails on that with True Grit. Man, I You're would... Riding, I, riding Craig? Co- his coattails. Oh, yeah. okay, my bad. Yeah. Uh, get your mind out of the gutter, especially with the gutter balls, sir. Seventh son, seventh son. Uh, if it wasn't for that girl, this would be ranked higher. But since she was that annoying in there, you know. You know who that is, yeah. right? Who? Haley Steinfeld. The girl in Tri- It's Haley Steinfeld from Hawkeye. Uh, well, I mean, hopefully she's not, you know, telling everybody about her lawyer and that she doesn't do everybody and stuff. So she's telling know, everybody maybe she's about the seventh son. Less uh, annoying. Yeah. But that would be ranked higher if that was not there. Zach, number four for you. Uh, number four, uh, Iron Man. He's the first MCU villain that we got. Um, I think, honestly, Obadiah is kind of a, well, they're all cartoonist characters, but this one, if it wasn't Jeff Bridges in that, as that character, I don't think that character would have worked as good. Um, and it had the, he had good chemistry with uh, Robert Downey Jr., especially in the yeah. beginning and as by the time you get to the end of the film of what, what happens. So. The scene that sticks out for me of Jeff Bridges at Iron Man is when the little scientist is like, this this can't be built, and he gets mad. Tony Stark. Exactly, yeah. he's like Tony Stark built this in a cave with his bare hands, good. you know, yeah. and that made me feel uncomfortable. So yeah, that's 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 a good bring up. Um, it's a good number 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 four. Number four. Uh, number three for me is going to be the film we're talking about today. So I'm not going to spend too much time on it. Oh, the Big Lebowski. Did. Um. So <laughs> while Craig. Is a little. I'm good. I had a good day again. <laughs> so uh, number three for me. Uh, she's excited gonna... to talk about Jeff Bridges, dude. Yeah, let's talk about the dude. <laughs> <laughs> number three for me is going to be Iron Man. I agree with you. Um, you know, the it's the first actual MCU villain that we get. It's not somebody who has superpowers. It's not somebody who's genetic genetically mutated. It's just somebody who. Um, has devious plans of his own, and it, it fits the world of Iron Man extremely well. And I think Jeff Bridges really elevated uh, not only that character but Iron Man. So Tony Tony Stark's character. Did you let her watch the dude with you today or yesterday? No. no. The dude doesn't <laughs> hide. Edward, number three for you. Number three for me. I'm going to have to go with uh, OG Tron. Uh, it's not great premise. the huh? original Tron, yeah, 1982 I, Tron, highly, highly unwatchable, but continue. I think it had a good concept, uh, was just technology was not there. Um, yeah, it's a fun kind of little imagination movie in a way. I mean, you know, they were trying something, so you know, you got to give them a little bit of props for that, at least. So, yeah. The concept of being stuck inside of a video game is pretty cool. Like, could you imagine being stuck inside 2K23 WWE? And you got fucking I don't want to get dunked on every day. Your <laughs> you're like, you get stuck inside of WWE, and you're like, you got the fucking boogeyman dropping worms on you or some shit. The, where, you, where you're stuck inside NBA, like Craig said, you're stuck inside NBA 2K23. I didn't see all, that. And then all of a sudden, you got shot coming up like. Dong, you get <laughs> oh my God. Up, oh. 
Easy. With his tongue. Easy. I mean, his shoe. Or, you know, you got free. Oh, my God. Overton Ed going ahead and coming at you from jail. Ed would like to be stuck inside Hogwarts. Yeah. Yeah, he would. Yeah. Yeah. Zach, number four, number three for you. <laughs> you, you have to, guys, you have to, don't mind Johnny. He was doing cocaine with a cocaine bear today, so it's all right. Um, number three. Number three um, is actually going to be Jeff Bridges' first TV show he's ever done, The Old Man, which uh, we're not doing TV FX. shows. I don't give a damn. I don't give a damn. Uh, it's one of his first TV show I ever did. Well, that's just like your opinion, <laughs> man. Well, bro, dude. <laughs> You're going to have to deal with it. Uh, but no, uh, his first TV show he's ever done um, on FX, it got renewed for a second season. Really good show. Um, very, not so much Jason Board, but very spyish or CIA thriller type thing. Um, him and John, Lith- John Lithgow do give really two, give two, give, <laughs> give two good, really good performances. Um, and I'm, I'm excited to see what happens next. So uh, number three is The Old Man. Nice. Uh, number two for me is going to be True Grit. Um, I was never a big Western fan, but after watching movies like Unforgiven, True Grit, um, 310 to Yuma, I just got on a huge Western kick, and it all started with True Grit. His performance in that movie, Matt Damon, uh, Josh Brolin, too, I believe, is in there. It's just an overall fun movie. A- another Coen Brothers movie, technically. Um you know, and uh, just a, just a fun movie. And uh, if you even if you're not into westerns, that movie highly highly likable. So number two for me is True Grit remake. Uh, Craig, number two for you. Uh, number two for me is a movie from 2006 called Stick It. Um, kind of, uh, it's about gymnastics. Uh, he is a gym owner of gymnastics, and he agrees to take um, the main character. In because uh, of I think some like deal with her parents or something um, because they offered to pay some money because she was in trouble and whatnot but um, it's a great cast it's very funny um, and he it just he sets the tone for the entire movie just because he is that douchey he just has he produces that aura of just this douchey gym owner who kind of knows it all and it's, a, it's just a-, a great movie is this a Disney Channel movie? It's not. No. No. Huh. It, it it's a it's a very good movie though. You guys will laugh and it, it's a good movie. Stick it, huh? We'll find it. We'll look at it. Ed, number two for you. Number two, I'm gonna go ahead and go with Tron Two. Uh, one of the better ones, in my opinion, that I like with Jeff Bridges in it. Um, I thought he did great. You know, playing a, a younger CGI'd self that was eh, as well as his current self non-CGI. <laughs> um you know I mean if you haven't seen Tron 2 for that matter you, if you haven't even seen Tron that's fine you, you can go see Tron 2 and be just fine. Yeah. Well, it, 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 I all I remember from Tron 2 is CGI Jeff Bridges. That's the only thing I remember from that movie. And the soundtrack no. was amazing. Yeah. The soundtrack was awesome because I think they had a lot of Daft Punk. Uh, it was Daft, Daft Punk curated songs. it. Yeah. But on top of that, then they actually had the technology, you know, to do a lot of different 
really, really yeah. poppy and bright stuff. And Good great. movies. And I think they're yeah. both on Disney Plus, too. Probably. Probably. So, yeah. For you, number one, no surprise here, it's Hell or High Water. Uh, my favorite Jeff Bridges movie, my favorite Jeff Bridges performance. I can go on and on. Um, and we did in a whole episode. So, that's my number one. Hell or High Water. Craig, number one for you? Uh, number one for me is Tron Legacy. Um, I just think it, it's me to me personally. It's one of my favorite movies. Um, I, I love the soundtrack. I love the uh, environment that they created for that movie, um, and just him being that creator, that Godfather figure in that world where he can just touch things and everything lights up, and he's just super chill. And uh, it's just. It's probably not his greatest performance, but it's a performance that I really thoroughly enjoyed. Is that number two for you? I forgot. I forgot. I skipped you. No, it's fine. You know, I don't. I don't exist in this world, so it's fine. <laughs> um, uh, number two is True Grit, and I can go ahead and do number one if you want. What's it's, number one? We're, we're oh, tied. Are Hell we? High Water's number one. Yeah. That was number two. Hell high Water. We had the same two yeah. and one. Yeah. How? How? Is it that Hell or High Water for you, even though it's like one of the movies that came in his later part of his career, he just like he just he's it in he that owns movie. It. Yeah. He owns it, man. And and like even I mean the movie he's a he's a supporting character and Chris Pine and Ben Foster. Are you okay? Uh, or you know, I, I, that's the, those are our two leads, but he when he's on screen, he steals the show, man. He's yeah. just so good at it. Did did he did he get nominated for supporting actor? Yeah, he got nominated, yeah. yeah. Man. Fortunately, didn't freaking win as per usual. Yeah. So Zach gave us two and one. My mistake. Ed, what'd you get at number one? Finish us off. Number one, I'm going to go ahead and uh, do Iron Man for that matter. He played a very, very good opening villain uh, as Jebediah, like y'all said, uh, for the Iron Man uh, debut for that matter. So yeah, that that great, great, great work on that movie. Yeah. Uh, I'm excited. All these Jeff Bridges movies that we were talking about is is getting me hyped up to talk about the uh, the Big Lebowski. Um, so believe it or not, that's what we are getting into is the Big Lebowski. Um, currently, with an IMDb rating of seven point one. 8.1. Rotten Tomatoes is at 79%. The Metascore is at 71%. The Google users like it at 86%. Um, with the release date of March 6, 1998, the box office has a... It grossed a little over $47 million, the box office, on just a $15 million budget. Uh, Ultimate L.A. slacker Jeff the Dude Lebowski is mistaken for a millionaire of the same name seeks restitution for a rug ruined by debt collectors um, enlisting his bowling buddies for help while trying to find the millionaire's missing wife. Starring Jeff Bridges, John Goodman, Julianne Moore, Steve Buscemi, David Huddleston, Philip Seymour Hoffman, Tara Reid, um, and John Tortoro written and directed by the Coen brothers. Um, 
let's let's start with it. Um, this is also listed as IMDb's number 206 out of 250 movies that you must see in your lifetime. Um, first time versus now. Uh, I'll go first. This was like a movie that I never saw before working at a movie shop. And then they're like, you have to see this. It's the Big Lebowski. It's the dude. And I watched it, and I kind of like fell in love with it the first few times. And then the second time around watching it for this episode, I had, a, I, had a, I don't know if it's maybe because I was busy, but I had to stop it at one point, and then I finished it back up. And it was kind of, I don't want to use the word a letdown, but it didn't feel as amazing as it was when I first watched it the first time. So, uh, Ed, first time for you? Yeah, uh, first time for me. Short words? Um, hard watch. No. Watch. No. <laughs> hard, hard watch. The dude is a dud. The dude is a dud for Ed. I. Greg, what about you? First time watch? <clears throat> Uh, yeah, first time watch. Um, I, I like you, everybody. I think you had even mentioned it to me that it was a good movie and I needed to watch it and that we were going to do an episode on it. Um, I never got around to watching it. Um, even for this episode, I kind of dreaded the watch. Um, and I was right. I should have went with my gut. <laughs> this is probably... I will never watch this movie again. Oh, wow. Um, it, it does nothing for me. It was a drag to get through. Um, so, yeah. The dude is a dud. Zach, a few short words. No, like, <laughs> I was going to do a joke. 10 out, 10 out of 10, but no. It. The first time I saw it, I don't even know the last first time I saw this, but, like, it. this is a movie that, like, especially when you talk about the Coen brothers, you know, it's up there top three maybe top four whatever um i don't hate this movie i don't love this movie you guys probably gonna know what what i'm gonna give this by the end of this review but i mean it there are good i think there are good moments in this movie but like i agree with you craig the, the pacing of it it slowed out slows down in so many spots i'm just like let's just get to it you know and after a while it just especially the ending you're just kind of like i don't think anything was really resolved <laughs> And I feel like for Ed, this is like a No Country for Old Men situation where you're just like, like what, what the hell did I just no, watch? No, I, I will watch. You watched that like, before this? No Country for Old Men is a, like, even, even yeah, we'll, I'll, I'll talk about that later. But No Country for Old Men is a masterpiece. Ed, Ed, I think your mic's messing up. Yeah, you're cutting in and out. We can't hear you. You might have to <laughs> leave and come back uh, or something. Um, so the first time... You know, we, we got the first times out of the way. Uh, you got the narrator, the stranger, Sam Elliott, uh, narrating the movie. Um, the wrong Lebowski. You know, the, the movie opens up. You got the wrong Lebowski. Uh, he ends up getting the shit kind of knocked out of him. They piss on his rug. So you you open the film with, with Boom. You already know they got the wrong guy. Um Let's talk about Jeff Bridges in this role as the dude. You know, he, he even mm -hmm. says it himself. He doesn't like to be called Jeff. He doesn't like to be called Lebowski. He's the dude. 
Um, what do you guys think of the whole dude concept with Jeff Lebowski? It, it, Craig looks like he didn't do it for you. No, I mean, uh, yeah. I can kind of get it. Go ahead, Zach. Go it's ahead. like Ed, you're still cutting like, in that really bad. Really? You're like you're like talking, and it's like delayed. We see it, your lips going before, so you might have to leave and come back in. All right. Um, and you know what? I, Honestly, go ahead, Zach. About the dude, I, I'll say the the. In my opinion, the, the positives about this movie are some of the cast. I'll say specifically Jeff Bridges and John Goodman. You know, we've already made the joke that Walter is essentially ahead in this movie. Um, and that got me through some of the hard parts of this movie. But I will say, like, Jeff Bridges as his character, I mean, he's he, if this was made in today's world, you would it's a stoner comedy with Seth Rogen, basically, uh, essentially. And like, there's so much of this movie that is like, I feel like it tries to be so elevated. Like it's like a, you think like it's a, too meta? Yeah, I think it's too meta. And I think it's just doing it. It's being meta for meta's sake. And it doesn't really have a point to it at, at, at certain points. So I almost feel like if this movie was just a stoner comedy, hangout bowling without the whole Lebowski versus Lebowski, Tara Reid situation, I think this movie would probably be pretty watchable. This movie, to me, is still watchable. Don't get me wrong. I, I, I like The Big Lebowski. But this time around, I feel like it didn't need to be an hour and 55 minutes. Yeah. I feel, I feel like, like this could have been like an hour and 30 and we would have been good. Yeah. And, and I think that's what takes away from the lore of this movie being so rewatchable. And I know... We're probably we're we all four might get so much flack for not not really. I'm not hating on the Big Lebowski by all means. I just feel like it's you know maybe 25 minutes too long, especially um, before watching it. I was watching it for fun, you know. I was watching it for a laugh. This time around, yeah. watching it for an episode and really digging into it and taking notes and you know watching the performances. I gotta say, I feel bad for Steve Buscemi. Uh, at least his character Donnie in the movie, because yeah. everybody shut the fuck up, Donnie. Shut up, Donnie. Did you guys hear the theory where everybody thinks Donnie died way before, like he like he was dead throughout the whole movie? Because supposedly the only one who uh, acknowledges him in the movie is Walter. No, think, I, didn't, I didn't know that was a theory. So. It's, it's a theory that suppo supposedly the only one that sees him and hears him is Walter. Nobody really, nobody really. That, technically that, that makes Ed Walter much more. <laughs> <laughs> nobody, no, nobody technically acknowledges Donnie other than Walter in the movie. Man, and so I mean, like, with what they're given, Ed, real choppy. Yeah. yeah, it's like robot and statically, and you're just behind and it's trying to catch up. <clears throat> What did you guys think of uh, meeting Brant, Philip Seymour Hoffman? This is, I think this is his biggest, you know, second biggest role in the 90s behind Twister. I think he did Twister, then this was shortly after. Um, mm. What did you guys think of see, seeing a young Philip Seymour Hoffman? How's that? I, I, mean, I mean, he's... That's better. Yeah, that's better. Okay. I mean, he... I mean, he fits the butler role, I guess. I, you know, he just doesn't... He has no characterization to him. I mean, I know it's Philip Seymour Hoffman, and I know he's a good actor, but I mean, it's like, okay, like, like, what's your, like, I know you're helping the big 
the old Lebowski get what he wants, but I, it's just I, I think what what ruins his role in this movie for me is knowing that Philip Seymour Hoffman was so much more than what he was cast for in this movie. And yes. it's like it's like yeah. he it's like he was just a guy that they were like, okay, you're an extra. We need you in this role. You have a little bit bigger of a role than an extra, but you're not really that guy. And then you go and see Philip Seymour Hoffman have the career that he had, and you come back to it, and you're like, he's really limited to what this role is. Yeah. So I, I think I agree with that. I think everybody's favorite character in this movie, and we can all probably raise our hand and say I, is I think you have two people that you owe this movie being. <clears throat> incredibly you know remembrance for and that's probably john goodman and jeff bridges i think i can watch those two characters just be in a movie together all day long um especially what do you guys think about the scene where uh uh the the bowler crosses the line and john goodman is like cross the line you know and he, he just goes from zero to 60 and then he gets hotter and hotter um he pulls out the gun what do you i i really enjoy scenes like that in this movie what did you guys think of that scene <clears throat> i wanted more of the the jesus guy oh there's a he's, he's got his own movie he has his own movie yeah it came out in 2020 called the jesus rolls it's a spinoff yeah. sequel i have it not very good and that's funny you say that because i i i thought that character was terrible like he was only in the movie for like maybe 10 minutes but i thought he was awful <laughs> i thought he was I will, awful i will agree he's not that great of a uh, character, but I no. think he's in a way necessary just because it takes some of the tension off of it all oh. that John Goodman brings. Oh. Lean, lean back, Ed. Lean back, Ed. That it takes some of the tension that he brings, basically, that John Goodman's character brings, you know, because I mean, you've got one guy that's over there that, that's a pedo and is like, oh, I'm gonna fuck you, you know, and all that stuff, compared to a different guy who's on the total opposite of that, and just pulls out in 1911. Hey, Ed, Ed, you're, just you're, you're, still, you're still breaking out really bad for some reason. I don't know. It's a connection. It's got to be the connection. Okay. Uh, it's like you're. It's like you're talking. Your lips are moving, and then the voices is trying to catch up. It's like a Japanese movie. Can you can yeah. you log in with your phone? I don't know. It didn't. It didn't do this last week. There's got to be something kind of different. Shouldn't be. Yeah, it's just, it's really like staticky. It's staticky, roboticy. It lags behind, and then it tries to catch up. Okay, I might have to go then, I guess. Or what's your what's your grade for the movie? If you if you can, five on a good day. Five, five on a good day. Okay. Sorry, <clears throat> right, guys, got some technical difficulties. If you didn't hear that, Ed's giving the Big Lebowski a five. Five stars out of ten, by the way. That's not five out of five. It's five out of ten. <clears throat> Hopefully, Ed can take some of the heat off of me. So, oh, no. <laughs> it's about to get a whole lot worse. Ed, I don't know. Hopefully, you get that get that situated by next week. We'll see you for the Fablemans next Monday. All right, man. Um. <clears throat> You know, see, that sucks. You know, he was he was talking, he was good, and then all of a sudden it just went nope. weird. So, um, it's one of the things that kind of suck when you're going live. You know, Remotely, got, yeah, yeah, we got yeah. technical difficulties, but you know, we'll live to fight another day. Ed will be back next week for the Fablemans. Um, 
I kind of agree with Craig. I, I thought, you know, Jesus was a funny character, um, especially when he's like blowing kisses to everybody. And then you see, you see Donnie turn around. And he's like, what the? And then you just have that blank stare of Walter. Like, come, come blow me a kiss. You know, <laughs> Speak, you know you so many good scenes with Walter and Jeff that I would have yeah. thought those scenes would save this movie for somebody like Ed or somebody like Craig. I personally, that shocks the hell out of me. I thought Ed was going to love this movie because of how his taste is in certain comedies. Yeah, um, that's true. I, I really thought he was going to love this movie. I wish he could still come back on and talk. Um, Ed, Ed, if you're there, try to try to come back if you're still listening. Try to fix your thing. Um, I really thought he was going to like this movie. Uh, what do you think about the car? The dude's car throughout the whole movie just gets blasted. Destroyed. <laughs> I will say the, the funny thing about this entire movie is it's just a guy that gets caught up because of his last name. Yeah, he, and he's like, I just want my rug back, dude. And you know, he gets dragged into all this stuff, and the the well, autobahn rush the uh, German dudes that are supposedly this hit hitman group, but they're really just some guys who are trying to get rich because they kind of went for the situation. You know, I think what the biggest I'll just say my biggest problem with the movie. Now that I'm thinking about it, I feel like this is. I feel like the gimmick of the dude just being it's just mistaken identity. I just think it's a it's a concept that it doesn't like you said, Johnny, it doesn't need an hour and hour and fifty two two hour movie. You know, you could have got gotten away with an hour and thirty minutes, maybe even less than that. Cause I feel like the gimmick just kind of goes on too much after a while. It almost gets to the point where like even when uh John Goodman, John Goodman is beating the hell out of that car, and that, uh, it's another mistaken identity. And that other guy starts beating, goes out and be, starts beating on the dude's car. It's just like, okay, it's just it's the same gimmick, just told from a different perspective. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It so. is a little bit of a letdown. Um, you know, watching it back this time, I was really super hyped for it. You know, I was I was excited to get everybody's thoughts. I was excited to talk about some of the funny scenes. Um, you have uh, Maude, played by uh, Julianne Moore. Julianne Moore. I thought she was a fun character. Um, and then I have it highlighted here. Walter's outbursts throughout yeah. the entire movie. Just just like the scene where they go find they, they find the kid's homework in the car, and they go confront the little kid. <laughs> <laughs> could it could it be? Could you know twenty years later twenty. 25 years later almost could it be that stoner movies just aren't funny anymore because everything's pretty much legalized at least to some degree in this country you know now now that you say that i think that's a very interesting concept and conversation to bring up because uh i have been showing like my girlfriend, a lot of the movies that I grew up on are a lot of the movies that I thought were, were funny or cult comedies and you know, pineapple express, the big Lebowski, no movement whatsoever. Not even a, not, not even a, a laugh. And, you know, I think that's, that's, I think that's a good bring up Craig that I, I, I kind of feel the same way. Not only, maybe not only that it's legalized, but maybe that comedy is just, didn't age well. I even showed her Clerks, 
no no laugh, you know. Well, so I, I feel like Pine Pineapple Express and Jay and Silent Bob to me will never not be funny. It's just those characters, Kevin Smith and uh Jason Jason Hughes. Jason Hughes. That's just something that I grew up on. Not grew up on. I, I was able to see and it had an impression on me. And I still think it's funny because of those characters and how they portrayed it. But I think just the generic stoner comedy, not saying the big Lebowski's generic, don't don't come at me, but it's just you you like before it was like, oh, that guy's high. So he has we have this perception of him now. And now people, it's there's medicinal marijuana. There's people that it's just not. I don't think it's there anymore. So, do you think it, that it hasn't aged well, or do you just think that stoner comedies, because of it being all legalized, is just not we're, funny? We're we're used to it now. It's yeah. it's it's an everyday occurrence. It's not something that it's like and, oh we know we know this pothead Tommy down the street. It's like no you could your grandma could be smoking on marijuana right now because it's medical. It's medicinal. You know, you, you know now, now that, also now that you bring that up, I'm going to ask you guys the same thing. I had a hard time getting some comedies kicked together from the last two years about getting ready to put into my best of 2022. I can't find any comedies that are must see anymore. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, is the com is the age is the comedy age film just going away? I don't think it's going away. I just don't think we have the golden age people. You know, since, since okay, so I went and seen Scream Six. That's the first time I've been to a movie theater since December, right? I saw a mm -hmm. comedy trailer for Jennifer Lawrence, where she's like yeah. a hooker. She's kind of like yeah. a hooker, yeah. look like. Yeah, she's she's trying to get that uh, teenager opened. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I, I yeah. saw that trailer. And I kind of, I kind of, I laughed more in that trailer than I have any other trailer before that I could remember. Yeah. Is is yeah. it st is it still just a comedy has to be about sex and sex only for it to be funny? No, I no. mean the what was the one with Adam Driver and um the the James Bond guy Daniel? Oh, Logan. Oh, Logan Lucky. Logan Lucky, that that wasn't a yeah. sex comedy, and it was funny. You're talking, you're st but you're talking about a movie five, six years ago already. Twenty sixteen. Yeah, I mean, I'm I put in just just comedy movies of twenty twenty two. The first thing that came up was Everything Everywhere All at Once, which I don't. That's not a comedy. Really comedy. That's not a comedy. I mean, the other comedies that funny. quote unquote is the massive talent movie with Nicolas Cage. Not, um, I mean, it's I'm, got funny moments, but it's not funny. It's not a comedy. I probably. The only true comedy that came out last year, unless I'm miss missing one, was The Lost City with Sandra Bullock and Channing Tatum. Now, that was funny. I, I did laugh a lot during that movie. But I, I feel like most comedies now are lined up for streaming only. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we haven't seen Cocaine Bear yet. Oh, I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> I heard it was really good. Raunchiness sells, kind of. Yeah. Yeah, bodies, bodies, bodies. Was that is that considered a dark comedy? Yeah, probably. I consider that a comedy. Um. Yeah, and then you oh, Ticket to Paradise with George Clooney and Julia Roberts. That's kind of a comedy. That's but a like all the other comedies, that's a are just kids movies. That's a romantic comedy. <sighs> yeah, but like Puss in Boots, The Bad Guys, Strange World, Super Pets. But those are all kids movies. So I don't know if you can really classify them as comedies. <clears throat> Yeah. 
So, Ed, you're, w- you're a comedy guy. What, what do you think? You, 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 you were listening in, obviously. Do you think that maybe some of the some of the the stoner comedy, like we were kind of talking about, is just not funny anymore? It's not aged with us. I mean, honestly, a lot of it's still there, but I don't think I don't think the uh, the need for it or the want for it is there anymore. Uh, a lot of the ones that, that well, I mean, a lot of the ones that you had doing it, like you know, Seth Rogen, uh, you know, guys like it, that, it, or even Dave like a How High with Method Man and Red Man, or you know, anything like that, apparently they don't want to do those anymore. Well, I mean, um, like Seth Rogen, we're going to be talking about him next week in The Fablemans. I mean, that's a drama. I mean, I don't even know the last time he's done a comedy, to be honest. Especially I mean, a stoner comedy. I mean, he, he look at some of his last comedies. He even went out of the stoner range. He did that that comedy with Barbara Streisand about his mom. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, would you, maybe would some, you guys consider Bullet Train to be a comedy? Okay, that's that's yes, I would. That's I an think, action comedy, but yeah, yeah. I, I I laughed with Bullet Train. I thought it was funny. I thought the um, chemistry with uh, Lemon and Tangerine, I think was their names. Yeah, that was good. You could even maybe point over to something like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Hmm. Yeah, I think like, I think yeah. com- I think I think so many directors and you know uh, comedy you know films and studios maybe there's so much they're they're worried about what not to say because they're worried about cancer cancel culture true cancer culture you know, yeah because <laughs> the, the the very last true comedy that i can remember seeing like that was a lot of people wanted to go see in the theater was like the good boys and that uh, was yeah. what maybe like three three years ago yeah 2019 i think well yeah. i mean unless you really want to count jackass forever that's, oh, yeah, that, that came that, out last year, too. I, yeah. I don't consider that a comedy, though. That's just, like, they're doing stuff to make you laugh. Like, I, it's not really... I mean, it's a, it's a type of comedy, but... Like, it's more stunt comedy, I guess. You're laughing at their pain, not really, like... It's like, I mean, it's technically... Like under the umbrella. Yeah. I mean, technically, the last movie, the last quote-unquote comedy, I guess you could say, that Seth Rogen did was... An American Pickle. It was that HBO Max original movie. It was weird. I, he did have a, a voice in the Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers that came out last year as well. But I mean, I I just think he's just kind of, I mean, he's always going to be like the stoner comedy dude, but I just think he's just done with that. Like you said, Johnny, I just think, you know, he wants to go on it. Like, you know how Jonah Hill, he would do comedies and then he would, would work with Scorsese or do something like that. I think that's what Seth Rogen wants to do now. What about? I mean, like, like all the comedy movies that I've seen lately are just going straight to streaming. Just like uh, Eddie Murphy had that comedy with Jonah Hill. Yeah, it, mm-hmm. and it, I didn't. I saw the trailers, and it looks so awkward. But uh, let's get back to a little bit of the uh, Big Lebowski. Lebowski. What'd you guys think of uh, the ferret scene where the ferret got in the tub? That was a real <laughs> ferret. That was a real ferret, by the way. That was kind of funny. Animal actually. animal rights uh, get called on that one today, I bet. Yeah, yeah. Can't do that. Not not a real one, at least. Would he, he only had two psychedelic trip scenes. What do you guys think of the two psychedelic scenes where he was high, where he was like bowling and just you know looked like he was on shrooms both times? 
I, I, I feel like those two scenes could have been cut out. I, I was confused when they came up, in all honesty. I didn't know what was going on. I didn't know why they came up. I didn't know where it was going. It just... There's a lot of, like, okay, why are we here moments in this movie for yeah. me. Kind of like the car, the car scene where Walter brings his dirty underpants. Like it was funny, I mean, but why is he doing that? You know, why do we have yeah. that scene right here, right now? That yeah. makes more sense though, because he's doing a ringer. You know, like they said, that makes more sense. So it's kind of a ha, gotcha, you know, kind of thing. It it makes sense for his character because his character is kind of loopy, but at the same time thinks he's just like a master, a, an master American badass or something. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. What about what about the scene where Maud is trying to get impregnated by the dude? So he's like her, he's right. her uh, another curveball. An, another curveball. Like why is that in here, curveball. kind of thing? Yeah. I mean, I so oh that's why you sent me to the doctor. Yeah, so I can get. Thank you. It just there, there's so many scenes in this entire movie that are full on just curveballs. That's why a lot of that's I don't know, man. Because like some of the acting was good, some of the shots were yeah. good. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Story... I mean, I, I feel like it doesn't. Uh, yeah, but like I said, the performances like Jeff Bridges, especially Jeff Bridges and John Goodman, they're yeah. good. They're you know they they bring I think a lot of if the comedic relief relies on their shoulders because they have such Even good Bushini. chemistry. He seemed like he was having fun bowling and you know. Being there mostly, but no, one but no one cared. But that was like the, that, that was the only joke with with Donnie. It was just like shut the fuck up, Johnny. No one cares. Or uh, Donnie, no one cares. But like so much of the movie, I agree with you guys. It's just like like why are we doing this? How does this connect? Like what is the point of it? I just it's like a GTA I, cheat code. It's everywhere. GTA cheat code. Yeah. Okay. I, um, yeah. Walters, Craig, uh, how far, Craig, how far did you get in this movie? But you're like, I, I can't. I'm done. Like, did you did you watch all of it or just like I, like got through it? I watched all of it. About thirty minutes in, I was like, uh, I don't. This isn't going anywhere for me. Where, I, I kind of knew dude? where it was going to go. John Tree, whatever. John, oh John Turturro, yeah, Jesus. No, 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 no. no he's talking the, about uh, Tree Hill. Yeah, Tree Hill. That's the scene where I was like, okay, this movie has no direction. Like, this movie does not know where it wants to go at all. There's no, there's no point to this. Like, this thing is just, it's like everywhere, nowhere, and somewhere, all at the same time. It's like they had a direction, and then at some point they were like, let's just throw shit on the wall and see if it sticks. Treehorn. Treehorn, yeah. That that's when it was just like, okay, this this makes absolute zero sense to the director, let alone. Well, anybody else well and i would say i think jo- ethan and joel cohen i think they're really good screenwriters they know how to make a movie mm-hmm. but it's just i feel like maybe this is a situation where one wanted one <coughs> thing and one wanted the other but they really couldn't have like a good balance of the two i mean does hey, anybody it's... know what the like next movie that they did after this was i think it was fargo if i'm correct i think it's fargo <laughs> Fargo was before this, I, I think. That's fun. that would be funny. Go from because that would be interesting to know. Uh oh, brother, where art thou? That was the next one that they did. Wow! What a complete yeah. like wow! 
Wow. But, but, you know, and that's so weird at, because at, at I love... At the end love, of the day, that's them. And, and, you know, there are similar similarities in these two movies in how it's written, directed, kind of shown, but yeah, I love Brother Where Art Thou, and yeah. gotta be honest with you, I could care less for Big Lebowski. Like, don't get me wrong, I don't, I don't understand why this has much of a cult following or much of a following at all. I don't, yeah, like when you were se- when you were telling how the ratings and all that for it were in the beginning, man. I was just like, I don't understand how it's at sevens and eights yeah. and all that. Well, and the most bonkers thing is that in 2014, the film was selected for preservation at the National Film Registry at, at the Library of Congress. So there will <laughs> there will always be a copy of this movie. Who was on what at that time? I don't know. And I totally agree with you, Ed. I don't, out of all the Coen Brothers movies, I mean, Oh Brother Where Art Thou was next, The Lady Killers, No Country for Old Men, Burn After Reading, True Grit, Hell Caesar, even The Tragedy, the tragedy of Macbeth. I just, out of all these movies, I I could pick five more that I'd, I'd watch before this one again. Because, I mean, you know, I, No Country for Old Men at least had a hell of a story. Yeah, and I mean the only thing I don't like about it is it fell flat on its face at the ending. That's it. This if that movie fell flat on its face. This movie just disappeared. Tripped and fall down a tripped and fall down a stairwell. There was like this. Have y'all like... ever seen the boys? Okay, let me uh, let me let me let me at least say this. <laughs> what did you guys think of Donnie's death and then the disposing of the ashes? His like, death just... was kind of. Mm. They added it to just add ten more minutes of. Trying to make shits and giggles. I mean, I'll say I'll I will admit that the when Walter is like throwing the ashes and like it gets caught up in the wind and it goes into the dude's face. He's just like seriously like I get. I mean, I I I enjoyed the dark comedy of it, but it's like you say, Craig. Like, why are we doing this? It doesn't make any sense because Donnie is literally only there to interject in a few moments at the bowling alley. He's not there with them at any other point in the movie trying to dissect. What's going on? Trying to be a detective. He's literally only at the bowling alley. And they added his death <laughs> like it was going to make some impactful moment at the end. And be yeah, like, I oh, agree. he died. And it's like, oh, though, but that is funny, though. They're sprinkling his ashes. Like that's, that's true. That's a good that's a good way of analyzing his death, though, Craig. That you kind of don't feel anything because he didn't have much much screen time. Zach, we're gonna start with you. What's your favorite scene in this movie? Um <clears throat> Any, I'll admit, anytime John Goodman and um, Jeff Bridges are on screen, I will say that makes the movie for me. Probably, obviously, the over-the-line bowling outrage is probably the best scene of the movie. It just it cracks me up. I'm sorry, Ed. It it just reminds me of you so much as that character. Um, but other than that, I that was probably it for me. Ed, favorite scene? I gotta say, yeah, the right before Donnie's death scene for that matter, that was about the only scene that I was like, oh, damn, this is, okay, this is going somewhere, but other than that, to me, there was not much that was like, damn, that pops out, and that goes, you know, that goes hard, or that's awesome, or man, the like, not much of it did it for me, so yeah, I've got to say, that was the only one that really made itself out there. If I had a if I had to pick a favorite scene or two, uh, it would be where Walter finds the kids' homework and destroys the red car, and then probably the other one would be um, 
where uh, Walter uh, Walter and the dude kind of have like the little bit of the argument, and then you get Jeff, you know, Jeff Bridges, the dude interacting with Sam Elliott, the one and only scene that he's really in besides the ending. Um, yeah. And then, of, of course, uh, stepping over the line scene. It's real funny. Uh, Craig, what about you? Um, I guess one of the scenes that was the funniest to me was uh, when they picked him out of the, the the old guy out of the wheelchair, the Lebowski guy out of the wheelchair. He's like, he can walk. I, I know this guy can fucking walk. And he picks him up and he just drops him. Like, th- that was actually kind of funny to me, but... Like, <laughs> And I mean, what I made it funnier was the fear that came over his eyes. He's like, no, no you know, <laughs> that was. <laughs> well, I mean, but at that point, like, Walter's so over the top with everything. He just thinks everything's a, a sham at this point. He's like, if he hasn't yeah. given us any money, he's told us everything and it's all been a lie. I know this dude's lying about not being able to walk. He's one of those people. And then it was just, you know, he picks him up and drops him. And, but like. You you think that there's going to be a little bit more after these? Like, help me get them up, and then the next thing you know, they're at the bowling alley again. It's like it, I'll say, there's no connecting points. I know. I'll say another one of the outrage scenes that kind of made me laugh was the diner scene where uh, Walter was like, "I'm gonna finish my coffee," and like by that point, <laughs> by that point, uh, the dude is like, "I'm done." Like, and then he's like cussing up a scene. Is like, "Sir, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to ask you to leave. I'm finishing my coffee. Damn it!" <laughs> it's like it's just like those. If there was just more of that, or if it was just, I'd say get rid of Steve Buscemi and just do John Goodman and Jeff Bridges. And just get rid of the stupid mistaken identity. They're just trying if, to live life. I think you know, it would have been a little bit better. If, if they would have made this a the good guys duo comedy. Yeah. It'd be good. If It'd this good. movie if this movie gets done today, I say John Goodman has so much impact on that film that he gets an Oscar nod. Yeah, I would agree with that. If it's written better. Uh Star Oh, rating. and something else. And something else you uh, Craig, you're ha- how you're talking about Philip Seymour Hoffman just kind of wasted. I feel like that's the same thing with like Sam Elliott in a sense of like, why did you hire Sam Elliott to do like two scenes and that's it? Because he narrated it. Well, yeah, but I mean, he narrated it like twice and that was it. It was the rest of it was just like regular <laughs> it, dialogue. He, he narrated it like the dude was a well known guy and really it's only one guy who considers himself the dude. And he was like, like the 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 myth the myth and the like, legend of the dude. He's called himself the dude so much that other people are like, fuck it, dude, I'll call you the dude. Like <laughs> yeah. it's not like it's not like he earned that nickname through something else. He's just like I'm just like what the dude, man. Is that the scene even when he's talking to Sam Elliott where he's like, I need it. A- Another white Russian is like, you got it, dude. Bartenders like, bartenders like that. He made a white Russian look really good throughout this whole movie, though. I gotta say that. Star rating. Uh, this is gonna be fun. Um, Ed, you already gave it a five. Craig, we'll start five. with you next. How many stars? <clears throat> I'm gonna give it a three. Oh, oh wow! Right. Uh, tying tying with uh, Daredevil. Ben Affleck's, but I would watch Ben Affleck's Daredevil over this nine times oh, out of yeah. ten. <coughs> Oof. We're, we're to get so many hate mails over that. Comment. Send it. I, I don't like it. I love Jeff Bridges, but I do not like this movie at all. I, the entire time I'm watching it, I'm like, if it wasn't for this episode, I would have already turned it off. Dang. But you know what? Mm. I think that's what makes these episodes that's so true. fun. 
Yeah. So it makes it, what makes it fun. Um, I'm going to give this movie a seven. You know, uh, it's not as fun as I originally had thought one of the first few times that I watched it. Um, but you know what? Watching it this time around, it, it made me a chuckle a time or two other than maybe checking my phone and saying, man, it's kind of longer than I expected or it just felt longer than I wanted it to be. Um, I think this movie is still saved by just the uh, the cult classicness of, of the dude, of the characters, John Goodman, uh, Donnie. Um, you know, so maybe because it's a little near and dear, uh, but the Big Lebowski to me gets a seven. Zach, what about you? Yeah, I'll agree. I'll, I'll give it a seven as well. It's honestly, it's probably it's fine material. Honestly, it, you know, I don't hate it. I don't love it. Like I said, I I'd rather watch five more Jeff Bridges movies or John Joel, uh, Coen Brothers movies, John Goodman movies, whatever you want to say it. Um, there there are some highlights in this movie, but overall, like like I said. It's probably been 10 plus years since I've seen this, and I'll probably be another 10 plus years before I watch it again. So, guys, let us know what you think of The Big Lebowski. Send us in those emails. Um, I'm going to try to get the email back next week before the top five plus five episodes, so it's not so girthy, a word that I haven't used in such a long time. But speaking of girthy, next week, The Fablemans, two hours and 30 minutes. It was nominated for Best Picture this year. It got also a lot of uh, other nods as far as Oscar nods go for this year. So we're reviewing it next week. Uh, Steven Spielberg's latest movie, The Fablemans, next Monday, March 27th. Uh, we're going to review it right here on the Cinema Movie Podcast. Paul Dano, Michelle Williams, um, Seth Rogen, written, directed, Steven Spielberg. Um, guys, do you have any thoughts about next week's movie before we uh, head out for today? I know it's, I think it's everybody's first time watch other than Zach. Yeah. Um, hopefully it's better than this one. Um, it's not on anything streaming yet, but for those of you that are watching or my comrades here, it's on Voodoo. You can check it out on my Voodoo. Um, other than that, guys, uh, we only have. One more episode left, and then it's on to the best of 2022. Um, those are always the most fun episodes of the year. So uh, until then, uh, Craig, anything that you want to – any final comments before we leave the dude? Uh, Never again. Don't, don't send me hate mail because it's just like my opinion, man. <laughs> and I'm out. <laughs> Zach, any final uh, thoughts before we go into uh, – the Fablemans? Uh, like I said, it's fine. I don't ever want to watch it again for a while, so I, I'm, I'm good. Ed? Um, I mean, honestly, if I have to say anything, I'm going to slam the phone down on this right after I tell it to go fuck itself. Right. I, I just, I don't know, man. Poly it, poly apologies for the, uh, the language here. I'm surprised you, you said it like three that. or four times. You said it once. Well, just... <laughs> and I'm, I'm surprised you gave it a five. To be honest, I thought it would be like like correct, like three or two. A five is on a good day, and that's because of like some of the shots it had. That's because of the acting and all that. That was good. It's just the story was nowhere. All right, but that's like, the main reason. I figured out of everybody here. A stoner like yourself would appreciate this movie. <laughs> Dude, 
well, dude, like I was texting one. I was dude. just like, I don't know if I'm missing something. I don't know if I'm looking for something that's not there, or looking for some, or it's not just, seeing something that is. It's just the legend and the mythology of the dude. Well, the but dude sucks. He's balls. the only one that knows of this legend and mythology. He even that's I mean, what like when everybody was like, oh, the Big Lebowski. The like I had heard the Big Lebowski is this great movie. I'm like, okay, so he's built up this repertoire, like he he has this this reputation, and I come in and he's like, no, you can call me the dude. I'm like, that's like me going to somebody is like, you can call me the See greatest God. of all. You can call me the goat. <laughs> it's like, why are you the goat? Because I want you to, like, there's no legend of the dude if it's only one person calling himself the dude. And I mean, that's why you aren't allowed to give your own damn self a nickname. Like it, it, it no. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. Fableman's next week. You guys excited? Steven Spielberg. More excited about that. Yeah. Top five is I returning. I think we've done a top five Steven Spielberg movies before in the past. Um, yeah. but you know what? It's a new year. He, he, yeah, he's got he's got a bunch of new movies out <laughs> since we last talked about Steven Spielberg. So next week we're talking our top five Steven Spielberg movies of all time. Only five, unless you have some honorable mentions. All so, times. All times. Next oh, week, so, right so here. So not his entire filmography. I gotta pick all five. five. Just five, Zach. That's mm-hmm. that's 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 all you can do is just five. <laughs> Next week, the Fablemans, right here, live on the Cinnamon Movie Podcast. Have a good week, guys. Thank you, Bye. dude.